0: Hello, and welcome to The Point Being, a weekly podcast from Ipsos Public Affairs. Here we dive into the latest public opinion research as it relates to the news of the day. I'm Kate Morris, a data journalist at Ipsos, and I'm joined by my colleague, Sarah Feldman. Hey. Also a data journalist at Ipsos, and research lead, Chris Jackson. Greetings. Over to you, Sarah, for a rundown of what we'll be discussing today.
1: Thanks, Kate, and uh, welcome back from your week in the woods. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, somehow we are right at the end of August. Uh, and with Labor Day in sight and so many people out of office, we're going to be talking about how Americans feel about vacation and the nature and structure of work, with a particular focus on how good Americans are from disconnecting from the office and their opinions on the four day work week.
2: It's um, a Labor Day special on labor.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and I want to start us off with talking about uh, the policy or the topic of the four day work week, which is a little bit of a tough prospect to consider right now, given it's Thursday, um, but we'll get through that some way, somehow. Um, And we just released a poll last week, uh, two weeks ago, actually, that shows that slightly less than half Americans feel they'd actually be more productive working a four-day work week. So, you know, a Monday to Thursday schedule but only 16% would actually be willing to take a pay cut for working one less day in the week. So, I mean, I think it's just a really important thing to note about people's relationship to the prospect of a four day work week is that they're really not willing to let that impact their paycheck. Uh, Shaving a day off the work week is just not worth shaving dollars off their their income, which is, you know, a calculus that makes sense to me. Outside of that, there are also some pretty large generational differences when we just ask about whether people feel like they could be more productive working four days a week. So a little over half of Gen Z feels like they could be more productive working four days a week, um, and while only one in three boomers feel the same. So that's, you know, pretty large, maybe 20 point difference there. Um, And within generation, there are also some pretty interesting differences. Um, People making over 75K are more likely to feel they could be more productive working four days a week. And that's something that actually holds true for people under 40 and over 40. And I mean, we'd be remiss to talk about changing the structure of work and not talk about the pandemic in the past 18 months, because it's just been one giant inflection point after another for rethinking how people work. Um, And since the kind of what this Nascent reemergence that we're all going through. Um, we've already seen some companies begin to make changes to how they structure their working day, or week, or year. And as these policies like start to make its their way into public conversation, we'll have to track how attitudes change as the reality of work evolves for people. But um, at least when it comes to the four day work week, there definitely seems some to be some apt- appetite. Excuse me, for more personal time.
2: That's right. And it's pretty clear, Sarah, that Americans are sort of pushing and pulling, particularly working Americans, to try to build in a little bit more of that personal time. And one of the big ways we've seen that happening in the last year and a half is sort of through work flexibility, flexibility of work schedule, um, particularly for people who sort of work in knowledge economy or professional class jobs that aren't necessarily as reliant on direct service delivery. Uh, there's been a big push towards this sort of flexible work schedule, working from home, working sort of alternate times, things like that. Uh, And and we see when we ask Americans that there's a lot of support for the idea of keeping flexibility in work. uh, And that that support actually holds really sort of across age and gender with large majorities of Americans, 69% of of working Americans, saying that they – uh, that they support flexible work hours, even more 73% support some sort of flexibility or some sort of hybrid system in where they work, Their working locations. So this is, you know, working from home or not home. Uh, this is, you know, really I think speaks to Americans trying to figure out how to sort of achieve that elusive thing of work-life balance. And the pandemic has sort of taught a lot of people that we can work at home and we can do so relatively effectively. Uh, So there's an appetite for being able to save that and not have to spend the, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes each way commuting that a lot of people used to have to do. Um, You know, I I know people that actually would spend like an hour and a half a day each way commuting. So being able to save that time is one of the sort of the perks. Um, And, you know, we definitely see, at the younger age of the uh, spectrum, more support for flexibility, you know, older people, I think, are a little bit more sort of set in the ways of wanting to go in the office. But even in sort of the 50 to 65 year old cohort, there's still two thirds supporting it. Um you know, so overall, we see a lot of support for it. But I think the thing that it doesn't tell us and the thing, Sarah, you were really sort of getting at to start with, is it doesn't tell us a lot about how comfortable Americans are with how much they're having to work in total, right? We know they want flexibility to to try to adapt, but we don't really have a lot of good data about are Americans happy about their workload.
0: Yeah. And to that point, um, what do we know about how Americans feel about actually stepping away from work? Um, when they take time off or vacation, uh, are they concerned about how it will impact how they're perceived by the higher ups? And when they do take time off, how successful are they at actually dis- disconnecting?
2: Yeah, I think that's a that's a great question, Kate. Uh, people do are concerned a little bit about taking time off and what impact that's going to have on on their careers. Um, so, for instance, we ask people, you know, do you worry if you take too much prof- too much personal time off, you won't be seen as a hard worker, right? Essentially, like, you know, if you're taking too much, which, you know, figure out how to define that, uh, time off, your boss is going to think that you're lazy. And we see uh, essentially a plurality of Americans agree with that statement, about 40, 45 percent. Uh, are are worried about that, right? So you're seeing, you know, even before it gets to any sort of official policies or anything about what leave you're allowed or not allowed, lots of people are worried about that. And it's more apparent at younger groups, right? Millennials and Gen Z, 45% of them say that they're worried about being seen as not a hard worker if they take too much time off that drops with age i think that's a little bit of a factor of once you get a little older maybe you're more likely to be the boss and you don't have to worry about who you impress but certainly earlier in your career that's that seems to be a big issue um we also see among women, there there's a really sort of pronounced trend of them being more concerned about the perceptions of taking time off. Uh, really sort of across the board, women are about 10% more likely – than men to, to say that they worry about being perceived as not a hard worker if they take too much time off. So, you know, we really have this sort of picture that, again, it's not a majority, but it's almost half of workers who who are sort of almost sort of self-censoring the time they take away from work. Um Which I think sort of feeds into this whole sort of sense of like needing to find other ways like flexible work schedules or things like that. Or the idea that I support a four-day work week in principle, but, you know, I'm not willing to give up my pay to do so. Um, And then when we – to the second part of your question, Kate, uh, we ask about – when people do take time off, do they feel like they're able to disconnect? And we only see just a bare majority of workers say yes. Uh, about 55% uh, of workers say that they're able to disconnect when they take their time off, which means, you know, 45% are not disconnecting. 45% when they're taking time off are still kind of in it, right? Uh, and it's pretty consistent across different groups, Um Men, women, young, old, part-time, full-time. Uh, it's pretty consistent right at that sort of 50 to 60% able to sort of unplug range. So, you know, you take all of this data together, this sort of self-censoring about taking time off, this uh, reality that even when people do take time off, a lot of them aren't really fully unplugged. And it's not terribly surprising that a lot of workers are telling us that they feel burned out.
0: Yeah, definitely. When you put it like that, it, that makes total sense. Um, And to that point about burnout, uh, let's uh, bring the conversation around to vacation. So a lot of the available research out there suggests that longer vacations are most effective at allowing people to actually unwind and relax and kind of counter the effects of burnout. So, but when we asked Americans about, um, or surveyed Americans about how they feel about taking a shorter period of time off or longer, we found that Americans, uh, pretty overwhelmingly, tend to favor taking two to three days off at a time rather than two to three weeks. Now, to caveat this, the structure of the question, I think, is also kind of influencing how people respond that uh, respond to it. So within that question, people were given a choice of taking two to three weeks off at a time when uh, kind of like altogether chosen by their company. Um, versus two to three days off at more flexible times that they could choose. So that may be um, kind of influencing how people feel about it. Again, kind of going back to the point that the two of you were discussing above about Americans really preferring flexibility these days, especially after the pandemic. Um, But again, it's pretty striking how how much more Americans are willing to forego longer vacations for shorter vacations. It kind of breaks down to seven and 10 in favor of those shorter breaks again, um, with the flexibility built in versus three and 10 for longer breaks at a time mandated by the company. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think what's interesting to me here is that we should remember that many Americans don't use all the vacation days that they actually have. So a pre-pandemic survey found that Fifty-five percent of American workers reported not using all their allotted vacation days. Uh, this was mm-hmm. back in 2018, uh, meaning that a quarter of all earned time off went unused. So I, I, don't I know, know I mean,
2: never managed to use all my time off in a year. So <laughs> I'm one of that. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's unusual for me too as well. But I'm just wondering if requiring people to take time off might actually benefit everybody in the long run. Um, seeing that some people opt not to um, take the full full extent of their break when it's available to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, getting back to the larger point, it does to me kind of speak to some ingrained cultural norms. Americans work a lot more on average and take less time off than than the average European, for instance. And we put a huge premium premium on flexibility these these days, especially after the pandemic. But again, it might get at why we're hearing about burnout so much. Um, And kind of to loop it all back around, Chris, what does our data say about how Americans feel about the status quo and, and kind of their, the amount that they're working?
2: Yeah, I mean, it. American Americans and sort of the concept of work and the amount of work is, that is appropriate is, is has a bit of a long and fraught history. Um, and yeah, I think what you were just the point you're just making, Kate, about sort of the cultural norms in America uh, have a lot of power. I mean, I was just talking about it, how many people are worried about taking time off because they're worried about being seen as lazy or not a hard worker and that has nothing to do with what they're statutory given as time off right it's entirely sort of cultural or social pressures um but when we ask people directly uh do you think americans work too much we see that you know that the the perspective may be changing a little bit uh in the survey we did a few weeks ago, 48% of Americans agreed when we asked the statement Americans work too much. Uh, only 22% disagreed. The rest sort of had a neutral position. Um, so essentially, two to one ratio, Americans are sort of thinking we're working too much versus not. Uh, and that, I think, you know speaks again to a lot of the things we were just been talking about, about sort of the need for time off using flexibility as a way to sort of search for that way to find balance Um, the sort of the struggle between wanting to have that autonomy, even if it's with less actual leave versus sort of the more mandated uh, time away. And, you know, that actually starts to touch on other issues with American society about resistance to mandates, even if it's for your good, um, (laughs) that we probably don't have time on in this podcast. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. But you know, when we look at the data, and we look at it broken out by generation, particularly, we see some really interesting patterns. I want to put Gen Z aside, because they're just entering the workforce. And uh, there's not enough of them in the, the data to really have a good definitive view on their stance, but if you look at millennials who are you know, essentially mid twenties to late thirties at this point, they overwhelmingly say Americans work too much. Almost two-thirds of them agree with that, uh, compared to just about half of Gen X, which are sort of your your 40, early 50 somethings. Um, and then boomers who I think really have bought into sort of the Protestant work ethic thing, only a third of them say Americans work too much. So there's definitely sort of a, a drop off. And there's a there does seem to be a very clear increase among younger Americans. Americans and this view that Americans are working too hard, which I think is why we're seeing conversations about things like the four day week, work week, or the increasing pressure to provide flexibility in the workplace uh, come up is because younger Americans, younger workers, people in their thirties, sort of the prime career, you know, people who really make business go in a lot of ways are increasingly sort of demanding it and increasingly saying, you know what, I'm tired of having to, to burn myself out to do this and sort of to make the you know, the wage that other surveys have told us a lot of people don't necessarily think uh, are sustainable for their lives. So it's really a very interesting sort of time and an interesting perspective of where Americans are with their relationship to to uh, to work and. Um, The other thing that I think that's really worth pointing out here is there's also a pretty significant difference in terms of the type of work people do and this sort of – this belief that Americans work too much is really more isolated within sort of professional – settings. It's people who have bachelor's degrees, people who have a household income of greater than $75,000. You know, it's people who were the ones who were able to adapt to working from home during the pandemic. And I think maybe we're sort of seeing a little bit of that, well, you can work from anywhere, so you end up working all the time. And people who work in that more service delivery job that's Based on actually being in a place and you have hours and everything else, there's actually more enforced limits on the amount you work than than sort of these digital nomad type uh, professional jobs, which end up just consuming all of your time. Um But we do see again that that's that group right it's that sort of professional class the group of people who are primarily millennials they're the ones really driving a lot of the call for these changes like flexible schedules flexible work locations four-day work weeks um you know even stuff like a mandatory focus period at work right where there's times where no meetings can be scheduled uh so that people have a time to to just sort of buckle down and work on stuff, um, or even things like mandatory meeting-free work days, which is a new phenomenon, uh, where you know there's days where the company is not allowed to schedule any meetings, internal meetings. And we see among Americans who think that we're working too much, over half support those, versus only a handful of people who don't think Americans are working too much. So there's there really is, I think a we're really seeing right now a, a sort of a, a bit of a sea change in American relationship with work, um, but it's not really coming across, across the board, right? It's not everyone feeling it. Everyone does sort of feel that there is a, Americans do work hard, but the, but the place that's driving it is really sort of that, that group of people that are in sort of that professional setting.
0: Yeah, the, the, the definitely as you were speaking, the the sense of a sea change was coming through loud and clear. Um, but to wrap up, and I think the moral of the story of this podcast is to uh, take time off if you can, <laughs> that's right, <laughs> and enjoy <laughs> enjoy the last few weeks of summer. Yeah, yeah take go your to the woods days. like Kate. Yeah, yeah yes. or, or go to the beach. Oh, that's good too. Thanks to everybody who tuned in this week. Um, of course, we always have more information for you. Um, so, uh, some of the highlights uh, from this past week would be the Washington Post-Ipsos survey on American teens and how they feel about the country's future and their own future. Um, and an earlier survey from USA Today at Ipsos on the individual individual rights for social good and how that kind of um, interplays with mask mandates and COVID and an Axios, Ipsos, hard truths, deep dive on higher ed, um, perceptions of colleges and universities, trade schools, uh, student loan debt, all that good stuff. So all this and more can be found at ipsos.com, news and polls, and you can follow us on Twitter at IpsosUS. Thanks again for tuning in. Please join us next week. I'm Kate Morris, and you can find me on Twitter at Callison Morris.
2: I'm Chris Jackson. You can follow me at JCB Jackson.
1: And I'm Sarah Feldman, and you can find me here next week Thanks and take care.